We're going to start off with a little bit of trivia. So um, let's see. Who can tell me how many years old are you turning if you're celebrating your quinceañera? Fifteen. Excellent. All right. Who can tell me how many balls are in a pool set? I'm not tying the cue ball. Fifteen. Who can tell me the atomic number of phosphorus? Oh, wow. You guys are brilliant. Who can tell me the number of Shakespeare's sonnet that starts when I consider all creation? Number fifteen. Okay. And who can tell me the number that Bart Starr wore for the Packers, including when they won the first two ever Super Bowls? Number fifteen. And for a bonus point and a gold star, who can tell me how many baptisms we got to perform at Unity Lutheran Church in the past year? The number is... 15! Wow, your knowledge of Unity Church trivia is really impressive, you guys. Well done. 15 baptisms we got to do in this past year. They were all babies this time. That doesn't always happen, but it did this year. 15 babies we got to baptize. And let's see. One of those babies, their family had just joined the church like a couple weeks before. Another one of those babies is the fourth generation in her family to belong to this church. Those are both kind of cool. Let's see, uh, a couple of those babies are staff babies, so they have the good fortune to get dragged here to church all the time, lucky ducks. And a couple of those babies are from families that were kind of passing through. We might not get to see them again, which is okay. Um, a couple of those babies had the joy of being born into the joyous, naive excitement of the first child, the first born in the family. And a couple of these babies were born into families that had just experienced some really devastating losses. A couple of these baptisms were motivated by the deep, deep faith of their parents. And a couple others were done to appease grandparents, which is also just fine. All 15... We're a huge blessing to unity. We're a joy and an honor to whoever got to preside over them. And we're surely a great delight to God who looked down into those tiny faces and said, Hey, Colette, Mila, Ava, Grayson, Braden, Reese, Margaret, Riley, Gavin, Ethan, Oliver, Kaylin, Elise, Shepard, Nora, you are my beloved child. And with you, I am so very pleased. All right, I'm going to tell you a disclaimer, and I'm going to tell you a disclaimer to the disclaimer. You guys ready? Wow, total silence. You guys ready? Okay, all right, here's the disclaimer. Everything, everything that we believe about baptism, everything that baptism means to us, that we're a child of God, that we're forgiven, that we're made clean, that we're made new, that we're connected, we're in, we belong. Getting baptized doesn't make any of those things true. Getting baptized celebrates that those things already are true. So, if I don't get baptized, am I going to hell? Absolutely not. If I'm from a different religious tradition or no tradition at all, am I still a beloved child of God? Absolutely yes. And if I don't get baptized, what bad thing is going to happen to me? Absolutely 
nothing. We are God's children. We are loved. We are forgiven, made clean, made new, connected, claimed, enough. Baptism doesn't make those things true. It celebrates that they already are. And so in that sense, baptism is just a symbol. You ready for the disclaimer to the disclaimer? Okay, so what if on my way home from church today, I stop on the Hone Bridge, I take off my wedding ring, I chuck it into the lake, okay? I go home, Andrew sees my bare finger, and he says, hey, what happened to that wedding ring I gave you? And I go, oh, that? Oh, I threw that in the lake. But don't worry, honey, it's just a symbol. How do you think that would go over? Mixed. <laughs> Mixed. I'm guessing not that well, in my case at least. Just because something is a symbol doesn't mean that it is in any way insignificant. We are deeply symbolic beings. All right, the last baptism of 2019. Anyone know who it was? Our proud grandparents are sitting right here. Who was it? Our last baptism of 2019 was Miss Nora Jean. And you guys, guess who had the great honor of baptizing Miss Nora Jean? Yours truly. And here's the thing about Miss Nora Jean, Linda Bryan, you can tell me if this is fair. Nora, on her baptism day, she was just a wee bit cranky, am I right? And so she had just fallen asleep, right? So here she is, peacefully sleeping through the church service. All of a sudden, the time comes for the baptism. And so she gets yanked up, and she wakes up in all of her the jostling around to get parents and sponsors up here. So poor Nora gets really awakened from her nap. And so we're starting all the baptism stuff, and she's starting to fuss. And so her parents are kind of joggling her getting to calm down. But it's not working. So we've got this worship assistant over here. And they're just trying to read faster and faster and faster. <laughs> and over here, Nora's just getting fussy and fussier and fussier and then finally they hand her to me this like complete stranger and I'm just thinking oh boy this is going to be one of those baptisms where we just have to plow through it because that happens and it's totally fine I'm like okay here we go Nora so I flip her over and I've got her right here and I can see her face is right there and her face is just getting all screwed up like you know you can see the moment when they're just about to scream you know that moment, right? So that's Nora's face. I'm like, oh boy, here goes. So I take some of the water. And then the second the water hits her fed, everything changed. Do you remember that? Everything changed. That first moment the water touched her. First she's like a little surprised. And then she smiled just a teeny bit. And then she just spent the rest of the baptism looking up at me with this look of like, Total trust, total peace, total joy. It was amazing. You could just feel the Holy Spirit whooshing through us up there. And I went home that day and I said, Andrew, I have the best job in the world. And that is at least one good reason to get baptized. That's what it's all about. Baptism at its best, it is about a washing, but at least for me, it's not so much like washing out bad stuff that's inside of you as it is washing away all the mess that life piles on us, right? 
just for a moment long enough to go, oh, right, this is who I am, and I'm okay, and God is with me. And that at least is one good reason to get baptized if you haven't been, to remember your baptism if you had, because life is hard. Life is incredibly hard. And there's the times when the pace of life is just insane. And so desperately, all you want is just a break, a chance to pause and breathe. And then there's other times when the pace of life is like unendurably slow. When you're waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for test results, waiting for treatment to take, waiting for healing to happen. And whatever the pace, whatever is happening, always in life, there are millions of voices. And they are trying to tell us who we are and who we should be. And one of those voices is our own, and often our own is like the harshest voice of all of them. And these waters, they might not wash all of those demons away, but they hold them at bay just long enough for us to remember, oh, right, I have the demon-defeating power of the Holy Spirit inside of me. On our uh, opening thought for today's bulletin, we put in a quote from a mom who said, anytime the kids are cranky, Add water, a bath, the pool, the garden hose, a hot drink, a cold drink, whatever. Add water. It works like 99% of the time. It works on adults, too. It works on us. And think about it. Scientists tell us that all of the water that is in the world has always been. This same water just keeps getting cycled around through rain and clouds and the water cycle and all of that. And so that means that when you, like, wash your hands, that water is water that God breathed into existence at the beginning of creation in our creation story. And it means if you're somebody who's baptized, that is the same water that was poured over your head on your baptism day. So anytime you touch water, like a romantic time for sure, like being at the beach or on the lake, but also really ordinary times, washing your hands, washing the dishes, having a drink, think about that. Take a moment to think about that. Take a moment to remember who you are. Take a moment to remember that God is with you. One really good time to do this is in the shower. Something about being in that like small space can help you just block everything else off, whatever else you're dealing with. And then you go out, washed off, cleaned up, a little bit more ready to face whatever life's going to throw at you that day, right? Try it in the shower. A few of you got to meet Katerine. She was the young woman from Rutilio Grande in El Salvador who was staying here for a while. She came to Brookfield trying to bolster her husband's asylum case. They were in Rutilio, and gangs threatened to kill her husband, Jonathan, and she was seven months pregnant with their first baby, so they fled, and they came here and applied for asylum. And officials separated them at the border. This was in May. So they let Katerine go through, but they kept holding Jonathan. And ever since then, lawyers have tried option after option after option, and everything's been getting denied. He's still detained. 
They haven't seen each other in six months. He has not met his baby daughter. And he sent us this drawing, if you're willing to show us, Nick, as a thank you for our support. And it just, it just tears apart my heart. This is what he's focused on, day after day after day in detention. My wife and my baby, together forever. And Katerine, while she was here in Brookfield, it was like kind of a weird experience for her. She's here for about a month, and she's just stuck in this house in the suburbs by herself with nothing to you know, fill her days except taking care of Annalise. But every day she would take a shower, a long, hot shower. And I love that. Partly I love that because the poor woman was freezing the entire time she was here. It was November and December. And partly I love that because if you've been with us in El Salvador, you know that anything other than a bucket shower is like kind of a luxury. So I like that she got, you know, just a, a tiny bit of silver lining to her time here. But mostly I love it because, well, the last day that she was in Brookfield, she was getting ready to fly back to New York where she has some family. She was flying back because the latest attempt to apply for humanitarian parole had just been denied. And lawyers had basically said, it didn't work. It didn't work to use Unity as a sponsor. They still won't let him go. So it was a bad bad day here in that news you know yet one more rejection was uh it was a it was just a rough day um but before she boarded that plane she took one last shower and jim who she was staying with he said she was in there for like an hour and a half (laughs) that family's living through a level of hell that i can't even imagine right but I am just praying that somehow, when she was under the water that morning, that somehow she heard God's voice saying to her, Katerine, you are my child, and you are my beloved, and I am with you in this. And I'm praying that she heard us saying, Katerine, you are our sister in Christ, and unity is with you in this. And so as she was in there under that water, the same water that she uses to wash her baby, the same water that we use to baptize all 15 of our babies. I'm just praying that somehow she got just a little bit of new life for the road ahead. May all of us find that same thing. Amen.